Okay, Missionary Enterprise, Missionary Aid International in association, once again, in association with New Journey Ministries International out of Bugiri, Uganda, Africa. Really enjoyed uh, doing this teaching for the brothers and sisters. It was great having some women there too. And uh, so the teaching is called, it's a long one. The title is long, uh, Faith or the Faith of God or the God kind of faith, or the walk of faith, or walking by faith. All right, that's just the way, <laughs> that's the way I unpack things. And I wrote here, a good teacher of the word. Now listen, I don't say that to put myself on some stupid pedestal. It's just, I'm just saying, a good teacher of the word will say the same thing, the very same things, yet in many different ways to get his point across. Why? So that different people, different people, right? Keyword is different people can apprehend and comprehend it because of the way the mind and the soul works and thinks and operates, all right? We all think differently. We're all at different places in, in our walk with God. But well, we need to come to the same place though, of course. But anyhow, this is the way it goes for now. So I just wrote here, I'm just gonna move this over here a little bit. Uh, we, will be mostly, we will be mostly in the New Testament regarding, since we are not Old Testament saints, <laughs> but New Testament saints, I teach a lot on that. What do you do? It's part of my vocabulary. It's, it's part of my inward vocabulary, okay? I have nothing against Joshua. I got nothing against Abraham, King David, Noah. I got nothing against these guys, but I like Jesus much better, a whole lot better. Oh my goodness. If you like Abraham more than Jesus, I don't know, you may have some problems when you die. But anyhow, we still have too many preachers preaching on the life of Moses. Yeah or the life of King David or Joshua. I love Joshua, I love Noah. Uh, instead of the life of Jesus, who happens to be the one who died for me and that I'm in union with him. And that is key right there, that I'm in union with him, this Jesus, all right? It's every, it, it, I tell you, it's missing in the body of Christ. So I wrote here, the New Testament uses the word faith as, where, as well as the word believe, yet both are basically synonymous. They're basically synonymous. Faith is something you you have, it's a noun, all right? And believing or believe is something you do, it's a verb, it's an action, all right? We gotta get that straight, anyhow. Uh, it's not gonna affect your salvation or anything like that, but it's gonna affect the way you transmit the message to believers, all right? So the Greek word pistuo, uh, which the vast majority of versions or translations render it believe, Yet that simple translation, however, hardly does justice to the many meanings contained in the Greek pistuo. All right, we're gonna look at that right here. I got this from the Amplified Bible. Uh, the word pistuo literally has the idea of to adhere to, all right? You get the word adhesion, you know, like even something in adhesion, a tape or something like that. Uh, to, to adhere to, to cleave to, <laughs> not a cleaver, but uh, anyhow, to cleave to, to trust, to have faith in, to rely upon, to depend on, all right? Key powerful words, all right? Anyhow, these key definitions change the dynamics when it comes to the words like, I believe in Jesus. Yeah, a lot of people claim to believe in Jesus, but are they? do they really believe? All right, in other words, you could say, I cleave to Jesus. That's the way it should have been translated in many ways, and that's why I like the Amplified. 
Especially when it comes to me going to heaven once I die. Yeah, I'm relying upon him and him alone to get me into heaven, stopping the devil from getting a hold of me since I don't know how to get to heaven once I die. I don't know how to get to heaven. All right? I know the Bible talks about heaven. I know heaven is real. But where is that? How do I get there? Do I jump into my Denali and go and drive there? No, I'll be dead anyhow. But how do I get there? Are they going to airlift me on my, my Bobel G or my Global or my helicopter? No. All right? Once I die, since it's an invisible place. It's an invisible place. And it's, it's millions and millions of miles from here. Billions of miles. Trillions probably of miles from here. All right? When Jesus shows up, he will say, Pierre is mine, all mine. And that's why I'm cleaving to Jesus. All right? To this Jesus of the Bible. And I don't have my Bible with me. Anyhow, that's okay. All right. In the New Testament alone, the word faith, the word the Greek word pistis, uh, strong number 4102, is used approximately 244 times. Do you think God is trying to tell us something? And the words believe, believed, pistuo, it's strong number 4100, is used approximately 248 times. Wow. We have almost 500 references to faith and to believe, meaning these words demand our full attention, taking them extremely, extremely seriously. All right? So to believe what God believes, also called the truth, right? Because God is the truth. His word is truth. Jesus is the truth. Is most probably the greatest privilege that has been given to mankind. Once again, because of the fall of man, especially via the cross, making available the full canon, meaning the whole Bible, Old, New Testament alike, of the word of God. The word of God is the mind of God regarding himself, as well as regarding mankind, saved and not saved, but also regarding his angels, regarding demons, regarding uh, Satan, the God of this world, all of that, all right? It's warfare. I mean, it's all in there. And, uh, and there's so much that he wants to reveal out of the written word through the revealed word, all right? And uh, so I wrote here, before the fall of man, mankind had perfect access to what God believed. Perfect access. I mean, they had access right to God. I mean, my goodness, they could touch him. You know what I mean? Uh, until man believed what the devil said in Genesis 3. And from that day forward until now, most human beings have believed contrary to what God believes, including far too many Christians. Wow, what a mess we're in. The world is full of beliefs. I'll tell you, man, there's a whole smorgasbord. There's a whole plethora. There's a whole, what do you call that? A buffet of beliefs. Pick and choose. That's what the devil does. Pay, pick and choose. Just don't, don't choose Jesus over here. That, not this Jesus, anyhow. You can take the other, another Jesus if you want, but not this Jesus over here. The world is full of beliefs that contradicts what God believes according to his written word. All right, and I'll tell you, I am going to, <clears throat> I'm going to bombard, all right? The moment someone is born again, born of incorruptible seed, born of God, they usually have a hunger and a thirst for the written word of God. They usually do. If you don't, there's something wrong. Wow. Regarding what God has to say and thinks and believes about himself, about sinners and saints, as well as the devil and demons and so many other things, of course, I already touched on that. The primary work for the Christian, all right, for the ones who are you know, born again, should and must be the Holy Bible, not some other book like the Koran. Oh. Did I say the Quran? Oh, oh. 
Anyhow, yeah, or any of the books. I got tons of books in my library, man. I'll tell you, even before, even behind this green screen, I got a bunch of books, man. You can't see, but if I remove the green screen, you'd see a whole whack of books, all right? And they're great. There's some great stuff, man, but I'll tell you, mmm, the Bible, wow. Ever since God, 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 God got Dave Roberson and Gary Carpenter over to me, well, everything changed for me. Whoa! Okay, and even when it comes to those who are saved, most of them have neglected his word, meaning they've neglected what God believes as well as neglecting his mind, what he thinks, the way he thinks. Yet we also have those who have taken his word and twisted it. There's a verse in 2 Peter. I should have put it in there. Anyhow, yeah, twisting it. Uh, twisting it to the point where it no longer it's no longer what he believes, yet they keep teaching it as if God believes it. Yeah, right. Okay. Also, back to what does the word say versus what does the word mean? I remember Dave said that. I said, oh my God, I never heard that before. You know, the only one who is qualified to make clear what God means out of what he said is the Holy Spirit. He's the only one who's qualified. I'll tell you, man, because he wrote it. Well, he inspired it. All right. And this is basically the foundation of both judgments, all right? For the sinners, the great white throne judgment, and for the saints, the judgment seat of Christ. Regarding what God believes, meaning any other beliefs will no longer be relevant or permitted or even exist during those two great judgments. They won't even be an issue, man, I tell you. They won't even make it through the front door or the back door, all right? We're going to be confronted with the truth like never before. I'm excited, but I don't want to go yet because I'm not ready for that day, all right? Uh, the very moment we will come face to face with God himself is the moment we will come face to face with the truth like we've never heard before. Come face to face with the written word according to his own interpretation and not our own. Uh-oh. You better get your interpretations right now and not then because it's going to be too late. All right? The only thing that will matter is what God believed and what he believed. It's the only thing that matters. All right? I'm sorry. That's just, well, I'm not sorry, but anyhow, it's just the way it is. And I understand it. The moment the sinner will come face to face with the author of the Holy Bible, it will no longer be a fairy tale, but a great reality. Just read Revelations 20. Oh, man, oh, man. It's an ugly. Well, it's not an ugly, but I mean, it is. It's going to be ugly. It's not going to be good whatsoever for the sinner. Oh, man. All right. Let's look at key references to, first of all, the faith. All right. Then we'll get into faith. All right. So the faith. All right. So Jude 3 Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith. I've got that working in me big time, which was once for all delivered to all the saints. All right. Note, uh, there is something we don't, this is something we don't hear much about regarding the faith. All right. The faith. And the reason it means so much to me personally is because of what I, uh, because I'm what I'm called as a defender of the faith. That's, that's the Lord gave me that. I was going to work on the 401 one morning. All right, he made it very clear to me. And when he told me that, I said, "Yeah, I see that working in me. I'm always defending in my teachings and stuff like that." Ever since the fall of man, there has been all kinds of beliefs, all kinds of faiths that are not of God. Mm meaning they cannot save you, meaning they are not saving faith. Uh, and this, is all, this also works 
this is also a work of the devil who will do all he can to get you to believe anything else but what God believes. That's what I just said, right? He's got a whole smorgasbord of beliefs out there. Man, oh man, I'll tell you, pick and choose. Hey, you like this one? Oh, I'll help you with this one. Oh, you like this one? Oh, I'll help you. Just don't go near this Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible. No, no, no. Mm. We have what is called the, great, the three great faiths or the, cre the three great religions out there regarding Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. But this is not according to God, but according to fallen man and fallen Lucifer, all right, the God of this world. The Holy Bible, the Holy Faith, faith is the only source. It's the only source of salvation. It is the only source of salvation that teaches a person must be born of the Spirit, etc., or else go to hell for eternity. There is no other source, all right? Sorry. Well, I'm not sorry, but anyhow, I got to stop saying that. I don't know why I keep saying that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Let's next this one. I love this one here concerning the faith. And then we'll move into different verses. 1 Timothy 3, 9. 1 Timothy 3, 9. Holding the mystery or the hidden truth of the faith with a pure conscience. All right. Note, even after all these years, faith is still a great mystery to many believers in which I was one of them at once uh, before 2007. And then God did me a great favor in revealing to me what faith was and could do and accomplish. Wow. Having faith for salvation is just a tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. Meaning there are all kinds of things that we can believe God for, have faith for. Once we are saved, oh, there's all kinds of goodies. Well, they're called blessings, but anyhow, I call them goodies, spiritual goodies. All right. Everything you receive from God is by faith, beginning with your salvation from hell. That's where it begins, folks. Yeah, absolutely. Because there is nothing we can add to what Jesus has accomplished for us at the cross. Believing what he has already done, what he's already accomplished for us at the cross, what he's already given us freely uh, by his grace, is the greatest work you can add to and after, uh, you can add to, uh, you can add to after the cross, uh, which is John 6, 29. This is the work that God's looking for, that you believe. Wow, I remember how I saw that. Gary pointed that out. It was great. All right. So let's move on here to key references to regarding the walk of faith. All right. So Habakkuk, let's go back a little bit in the Old Testament. I like to, if I can find a parallel, uh, you know, because a lot of people say, well, he never teaches out of the Old Testament. No, I don't. I really don't. Uh, unless I find a parallel, and then I'll teach a little bit on it. But overall, no, I'm in the New Testament, man. I'll tell you, there's a reason for that. So Habakkuk 2.4, Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just, or the justified, those who are justified, shall live by his faith. Hebrews 10.38 is the parallel uh, in the New Testament. Now the justified shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no mm, no pleasure. Oh, God, really? God has no pleasure in that? Yeah, I mean, everybody makes God out to be a lovey-dovey God, but he's not. I mean, he is, but he's not, all right? He's got so many different sides to him like we do, all right? All right. Note, Old Testament saints were also required to walk by faith. Just read the great faith chapter, Hebrews 11, man. Wow. And so that God could get his work done upon the earth. We are justified. We're saved by faith. Ephesians 2.8. Therefore, we need to keep on walking by faith to receive from God. That's right. Many Christians get into works once they are saved, which is a huge mistake. It's not just a big mistake. It's a huge mistake. You are saved by his grace. Therefore, you remain by, in his grace by walking by faith. That is so good, man. I'll tell you. Mm, who wrote this? Mm-mm. I did. <laughs> All right, let's look at Hebrews 11:6. 6. 
But without faith, it is impossible to please him. I'm just, I'm touching on that because of what we just said about no pleasure, all right? For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder, a remunerator of those who diligently, earnestly diligently seek him out. I should have had the Amplified in there. And that's exactly what it says in Hebrews 10.38. He'll find no pleasure in him. And he's talking about believers, all right? God loves you, but is he pleased with you? Mm -mm -mm. No, he's not. All right, note, I will say that it gives God great pleasure when we walk by faith because, why? It's the only way that God gets to be God in your life, etc., your ministry and all that, and do his great works of wonders. Yeah, and that's why we don't see any works of wonders overall on the earth today because hardly anybody's walking by faith. And now that's what we need to change, Reformation. The main reason the Holy Bible has so much to say about mm, faith is because faith is the only avenue or law that God has made available to sinners and saints alike mm -hmm, to receive from him. Wow. And this is also this is also the main reason why faith, that quote unquote faith, pleases God so much. We're saved, healed, provided for, strengthened, etc., 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 all by faith. All by faith, all right? Let's move on here regarding faith, uh, the avenue. We're going to look at two verses regarding the avenue of faith and the law of faith. Ephesians 2, 8 first. For by grace you have been saved, sozoed, through. See, through. If you look it up in um, the Greek dictionaries, the word through literally has through the avenue of faith. And that, not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. And then we've got Romans 3, 27, which is a huge verse. Uh, where is boasting then? Is it excluded by what law of works? No, 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 but by the law of faith, all right? By the law of faith. Faith is a law, all right? It's, it's, it's the, I think it's the greatest law. Well, maybe the love, the love walk is, but anyhow, faith, that's, you can't receive. You just can't, you know, you can walk and love all you want, and that's great. I mean, I, I, I know, I, I need to work on my love walk. But you know what? Walking by love is not going to receive from God. I never said that before, but I'll tell you, that's a humdinger right there. Yeah, if you if you got all this love, lovey-dovey stuff, man, for you know, for God and mankind and all that, and that's great. That's that's great. I want that. You know, it's it belongs to me. But if you don't have any faith to receive your healing, you're gonna die in a love lovey-dovey mode. <laughs> you're gonna die, or you're gonna suffer, whatever. All right. I wrote here, when Paul used the word sozo, 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 he, was a, he has a greater meaning than just to get saved from hell, as great as that is. It is, it's, it's huge, all right? And the two keys in receiving from this sozo is via the avenue or the law of faith, all right? The sozo equals the whole plan of sozo, the whole plan of salvation, restoration, deliverance, provision, healing, and redemption. It, it just covers, it just covers everything, man. There's nothing left, all right? We need all kinds of sozo while we're still here upon planet Earth. Boy, do we ever, man. I'll tell you, every area of your life, God has sozo for you. Every area. It doesn't matter whether it's spiritually, physically, emotionally. It doesn't matter. Financially, it doesn't matter. He's got it covered, man. He's got it covered. All right. Note, a law is a rule because of the law of faith. I wrote here, a law is a rule, regulation, instruction, or direction defining correct procedure or behavior. There you go. The law of faith is what governs the kingdom of God. 
every nation has its own set of laws, all right? That you just can't get away from that. But so does the kingdom of God. Most Christians break this law of faith all the, most of the time. I'd say all the time. Uh, since there is this law of faith, there must also be a law of sight, uh, causing you to break the law of faith. Walking by sight will never give you access to his grace, but get you into works. And that is a huge trap. I tell you, man, I was into it. Not deep, 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 but I was into it, man, before 2007, all right? I was doing a lot of things in my own strength. And it's better than nothing, all right? And uh, thank God I was praying a lot in tongues, man. Every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. All right, let's move on here. This is huge here. Mark 4, 35 to 40, all right? So I'm leaving out Mark 4, 1 to 34. So you got to read that to understand the rest, 35 to 40. You got to read 1 to 34. And I'll touch on it very briefly, but there's just so much here. 35, on the same day, what same day? The same day that he had just taught on the parables of the sower. When evening had come, he had said to them, let us cross over to the other side. He gave him a rhema. He gave him a word. Uh, 36, now when they had left uh, the multitude, they, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. 37, and a great windstorm arose. That word arose is key. It's genome. It's found in uh, 1 to 34 regarding trial storms on account of the word, uh, arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling, but he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. That's my Jesus. I'll tell you, a storm, the devil is just roaring and Jesus snoozing, all right? He's snoozing, but I'll tell you, he's snoozing, not the kind of a snoozing we, we, we have in the church. On a pillow and they woke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? They were dying. They were, man. They were. It was serious. They were serious. Then he arose and he rebuked the wind and said to the seas, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Wow. Hey, this is for today, man. Believe it or not. And that's the problem. Most believe don't believe it, right? And But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? Mm, should have been in faith, eh? How is it that you have no faith? They should have been full of faith based upon this and based upon what he had taught him in the parables of the sower. Verse 40, note, verse 40 tells us that Jesus expected his disciples to do what he did towards the storm, especially based upon what he had just taught them in the parables from one, verse 1 to verse 34 regarding on the same day. And they had been walking with him for how long? So they seen him speaking, you know, and saying things and seeing it come to pass. The fear of the storm Walking by sight overtook them, having the dominion over them instead of having them having or taking dominion over the storm and over their fear. Verse 17, with the word arise. That is very so key. All right. And these guys basically lived on the water most of the time since fishing was their bread and butter. Uh, trade as seasoned fishermen. He needed some sleep. Jesus needed some sleep. Yeah, I'll tell you, he was a man. Expecting them to take the matter into their own hands based upon everything he had taught and showed them so far. This applies to us today since he expects us to speak to the storms, yet we need to be in faith as well. Mark 11, 23 is a perfect example. Does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes. All right. So Jesus was sleeping. The Bible says God is sleepless. All right. So that proves that he was doing all these things in his humanity. Uh, Jeremiah 1 12 is for God is sleepless. I wrote here, the more you walk by faith, the more the kingdom of God will go forward in your life, your ministry, your city, your nation. All right. 
This is a great, this is also great here from Romans 4, 17 to 21. I love this. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, whom he believed, who? God, who gives life to the dead. I like this, God, all right, comma, oh, believe, comma, God, comma, who gives life to the dead. Now we're describing this God who gives life to the dead and calls those things that which do not exist as though they did. Who, contrary to hope, Abraham in hope, believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. What was the promise? So shall your descendants be. God gave him a promise, and that works for us today. And not being weak in faith. How, see, we see how we got the word not, 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 not. Not being weak in faith, uh, in meaning he was strong in faith. He did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb, but considered the promise. I wrote that in brackets, but he considered. You consider one or the other. You're always considering. The soul considers all the time. It's always considering something. So you better consider God's word more than you consider your circumstance or else you won't get strong in faith like Abraham was. Verse 20, he did not, again, there we got the word not again. He did not waver. He did not doubt. Uh, at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened, was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Now, he did at one time. That's where you get into this whole Hagar and Ishmael stuff. Verse 20, and being fully persuaded, fully convinced, I mean, fully persuaded, full of faith that he, God, had promised, that what God had promised, he was also able to perform. This was huge. I remember when the Lord woke me up, I don't know, I think it was 1 a.m. in the morning, and he said, get used to it, and that's what it was, Romans 4, 17 to 21. Note, uh, big note here. Romans 4, 17, 21 has changed my whole walk with God. Verse 17b has caused all kinds of controversy, yet it is everywhere in the whole Bible regarding speaking, confessing God's word instead of coming in agreement with your present circumstances. God already knows all of your problems, which is why he sent Jesus to the cross to deal with your problems once for all. And we also need to pay attention to this adverb, not, not. I think it's used four times, especially the second one in verse 19. There's two of them in verse 19. Look at the second one. Some translations, they omit it. God wants to hear coming out of your mouth and heart what his word has to say about your problems. And this is another reason why his written word has not changed after all these years or these centuries. Mm. If you want to become strong in faith, you will need to stop considering. You will need to stop coming in agreement with your circumstance. It's going to be the hardest thing you'll ever do. And verse 21 has one of the best definitions for strong faith regarding being fully persuaded. Okay, not just persuaded, but fully persuaded regarding the promise itself as well as God's ability to bring it into existence. All right? Uh, this is also key in stopping the devil from trying to steal God's promises from you because he will try, trust me, he will try by trying to convince you that you never heard from God or that God is not able to do what he promised you, all right? All right, so let's move on here regarding faith. Hebrews 11, verse 1 and verse 3. Uh, quickly here, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, expected, the evidence of things not seen, verse 3, by faith we understand that the whole, that the worlds, not the world, but the worlds, the epochs, amplified is great. I should put in the amplified in there. Were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Now, 
I wrote here in brackets John 1 3, Genesis 1 3 to 4 regarding the creation of the universe, but this is not what verse 3 of Hebrews 11 is talking about. But the way God brought this whole creation into being is the same way that He brings things into being throughout the generations, the epochs, all right? And another big one is Mark 11, 13 to 14, 20, 22 to 24, because Jesus spoke to the fig tree. The disciples, the disciples saw what He had spoken, and then He told them, go do likewise, basically, you know, whoever says to this mountain, and uh, basically, it's the same thing in Genesis 1, 3 to 4. God said, God performed what he said, and he saw. All right? It's just there. So everything God does and performs is through the revealed, written, spoken, and believed word. All right? The word believe is very key in all of this. All right, let's, drop, uh, let's uh, wrap this up here. Ephesians 6, 16, regarding faith, the walk of faith. Above all, taking the shield of faith, or taking your faith as a shield, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Also found in 1 Peter 5, 8, 9, resisting him in faith. It says right there, in faith. So if you've got no faith and you're resisting, then you know what? You're not resisting, and he's going to devour you. No, we are told to use our faith as a shield, and you'll never understand the shield of faith until you understand that faith is the only law or avenue that puts God to work at stopping the devil for you, since this is something that you yourself cannot do. You can't. It's impossible. Because the devil is invisible and works in the spiritual realm, which is where God dwells and works as well. He's just there. They're both in that realm, all right? We're in the physical realm. Faith is a powerful force or weapon when it comes to resisting the enemy no matter what he throws at you. Exactly. Because God can deal with it. God alone can deal with it. The Holy Spirit, angels also. All right? So this was a little bit of brief teaching, but it went well with the brothers in Bugiri. And uh, we've got, there's a couple other people there that they said, hey, we want this guy teaching in our churches too. So God's opening up some more doors in Uganda, which is great. So I've been wanting to do some, some, some teachings for some brothers in Uganda for quite a few years now. And I guess this, well, I'm taking it anyhow. And, and I know I'm going to be there one day. So anyhow, as I finish my videos, I change things around a little bit now. I'm always saying now, in order to walk in the fullness of your sonship, you need to learn to what it takes to walk in the fullness of the grace of God as well as the faith of God because it's faith that gives access to the grace of God and we got our sonship back because of the grace of God, right? We got our sonship back. That's what the whole plan of redemption is all about. Everything that took place at the cross is to get us back sons. God wants sons, all right? Not just children. He wants sons. He'll take children, but he wants sons, right? So, Juan, thank you. Shalom and amen.